0: So we have Paul Neal with us here today. Paul, I appreciate you being with me here as we cover a pretty timely topic as we talk about how to position yourself in this pending uh, recession. But um, before I do, I want to direct everybody to Paul's website. So head over to vpc.capital slash podcast dash REI. And uh, there's no dot com in there, everyone. So. I'm going to make sure to have that link in the show notes. So it's an easy clickable link for everybody, Paul, but I appreciate Perfect. you being with me here today as we tackle this timely conversation.
1: Yeah. Hey, Jack, I'm really excited to be here. Super excited. I appreciate the invite. And uh, yeah, I certainly um, working with so many entrepreneurs and investors, I, you know, I, I get these questions all the time. So I'm excited to, to dive in here with you today.
0: So I, I, let's talk a briefly about your core business, though, so everybody knows. Because if they go to your website, I mean, you're even offering a twenty minute uh, discovery call with some people. What uh, What does you and your team do? So our core
1: business is is funding. So we help entrepreneurs and business owners uh, fund the growth of their businesses and and really ultimately their dreams. And uh, you know, I, I've been an entrepreneur ever since uh, college. That I don't want to date myself, but uh, back in the uh, the late '80s, have owned a string of businesses. Some have worked out really well. Some have blown up in uh, in smoke. And uh, and so, um, it's been a passion of mine to uh, to really come alongside as a as a partner for entrepreneurs to help them, you know, achieve the goals and dreams they have. So we provide funding. We're really in three main areas. Um, commercial real estate, um, in, including you know owner-occupied, sort of buying your own building, but but also uh, investment real estate, um, business acquisitions, which we see a lot with uh, with entrepreneurs and business owners, and, um, and and ironically, a lot of real estate investors are also successful uh, business owners, and you know they have extra cash, and you know they're wanting to build their wealth and diversify. And the third area is growth capital. So th- those are sort of the three areas. They're kind of large buckets, but uh, we, we find that a holistic approach to the to the entrepreneur uh, really allows us to provide uh, comprehensive solutions to uh, to both their short and long term needs. And sure. and so we like to partner up with them. And we don't, we're not transactional. We're more strategic and partnership oriented.
0: So, were you involved in in this type of funding business when that two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when we saw that last dip in the economy?
1: Yeah, uh, sort of. Yeah, um, I, I was more in the residential space. I had a residential mortgage company. Um, in fact, we were sort of on the cusp of selling it. It was doing quite well, and uh, the the world crashed overnight, as you know. Liquidity uh, went to zero, and, and and literally overnight, and so. So yeah, in a related industry, we didn't do much commercial, although I was involved in commercial at that point, um, more as a, as a consumer of it from, um, uh, you know, from, from owning lots of, uh, corporate debt and, um, large lines of credit and that sort of thing. And that's, that's one, one reason, uh, I guess that my education came, uh, the hard way through the school of hard knocks and that space and realized that, uh, folks like me needed, uh needed alternatives to the traditional bank and and, and sort of uh, somebody in their corner that that understood you know what it was like to uh have to make a payroll and um you know the ups and downs and the the uh the good the bad and the ugly
0: sure so what do you see here now uh, are you seeing any kind of similar signs in the market i mean we definitely just got word we got two quarters now of of negative results so it it looks like we are on the cusp if we're not in a recession already.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, that's that's one of the marks Uh two, two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Uh, another one that we really look at is when the unemployment numbers start to turn up pretty significantly. If you look at the past I don't know six or seven recessions that we've been through there's always a one of the coincidental factors is you know you go from a point of low unemployment to it starts turning up and it and it does make sense because if you know you're an entrepreneur or you're a business owner and you've got maybe you know a few employees perhaps on the periphery that aren't as productive as as you think they should be um, or maybe your new orders aren't coming in as strongly as you would like or maybe they have in the past then you're going to take defensive moves and one of those is to to start cutting staff and so really those are the two indicators we haven't seen any market turns up right now in unemployment but we are starting to see a small trend in that direction so i mean i think we're definitely heading that way you know whether we're in it right now or not is a little bit you know sort of up for academic debate but I think in either case, people were feeling a, a, a definite change in the marketplace.
0: So is there, do you find that there's a little volatility regarding that number the unemployment rate, just because we just kind of came out of all these lockdowns and a few other things and people are, I, I would have to think we're kind of back into the swing of things when it comes to employment, but it seems like there's still a lot of employees wanted signs all over the place.
1: Yeah, it's a really kind of an odd place, you know, that we are with that. You know, you have, you're right, we came out of the lockdown, you know, um, we, we moved to a hybrid workforce. Nobody wanted to, you know, go into the office anymore for obvious reasons. And then I think for more lifestyle reasons after that, you have a group of of baby boomers that you know that were on the cusp of retirement that decided to take the opportunity to retire, so we lost a whole segment of the workforce there. You had a lot of uh, working working moms that um, that you know decided that maybe they didn't want to go back into the workforce because they could work flexibly from home. Just a lot of currents there, so not really sure. I mean, I don't I don't know that we have the the, the clear answer. I think it might be in hindsight, you know what that's going to look like. Um, But I do believe that if we are moving into a recessionary period, that the cream will rise to the top. And, you know, there's been a lot of pressure on wages and that sort of thing for employees to, you know, to demand more pay, you know, in a recessionary period, employers are going to sort of demand more productivity and they're going to look for the best. And, you know, one of the positives that's come out of the whole, this whole COVID thing is that now, you know, where, where many businesses were focused locally with technology, what now we realize we can recruit and hire and train people, you know, with really no geographical limits.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's, it's an interesting time. We're in there.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about the, some of your uh, recommendations then. How do we as entrepreneurs and real estate investors, or frankly, possibly just employees, how do we position ourself, uh in the best possible way for this impending recession?
1: Well, you know, I think there are are some key things that that we can all do, you know, moving into this and this period. I think, you know, I think one of the things that we need to understand is that it will be temporary. These things don't last forever, you know, and tremendous amounts of profit have been made during recessionary periods of time. So there's always opportunity, you know, like for instance, on the housing market, on the, on the residential side, you know, uh, rates sort of went from, two and a half percent to six and a half percent in six months. Um, But when the Fed started raising the interest rate, the prime rate back in June and then again, um, two days ago, yesterday, I believe, actually, um, that that signaled to the bond market that, hey, we're going to try to get a handle on this uh, this inflation. And so um, mortgage rates have started to come back down. Um, The 10 year the 10 year bond, which a lot of the, the rates are loosely sort of related to um has come down from a peak of three and a half down to 2.67. So so I think there, you know, in the recession, there's going to be opportunity in a lot of areas. Um, the housing market, I think, is going to present one. Um, but I think I think the three big takeaways that I reflect in the past and think about myself and, and and a lot of the clients that we work with is, you know, the first thing I would say would be to attack your expenses, you know, 80, 20 those things. Um, I'm a big fan of Pareto's principle, you know, the 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 small hinge, you know, that turns the big door, what few things can we do to make the biggest impact? And, you know, a couple of things come to mind there. One is, you know, review all of our credit card statements and and bank statements for these auto drafts and auto charges. You know, I think um, I had a friend tell me one time and, and, and I thought it was great that his CPA required him to defend literally every quarter he had to defend every credit card charge to, to, to say, you know, yes, I need this. This is not, not a luxury. This is a necessity. I've got to have it. And of course, luxuries are fine if you can afford them, but moving into, you know, recessionary period, it might not be the best choice, but at least be aware of it. You know, how many times do we have charges come into our credit card or, our you know, debit cards that just, we don't even know about, they just hit us particularly, you know, entrepreneurs. We, I don't know if you've got this, Jack, but the, but the shiny bouncy ball syndrome, you know, and Hey, I love technology and let me try, you know, let me try this or let me try that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and I think it's great to experiment, but how many of those experiments fall on the, you know, they fall on the ash heap of history, but yet we're still paying for those. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So I think you ruthlessly go after those with a highlighter and and start attacking them. Um, You know, I hate to say it, but, you know, from a staffing standpoint, if you run a business, really be you know, not ruthless is not the word, but be 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 cognizant. Take take inventory of the positions that you have, and, and relook at that organization chart to see you know, do, are we are we doing what we need to be doing? Do we have do we have extra? extra employment here that maybe we don't need right now, or maybe for the next 12 to 18 months. And I know that sounds crazy because it's been so hard to hire people in the last two years. But I think with that, there's also sort of been an attitude that's developed with a, a lot of people that, you know, they can sort of, um, you know, call their own shots and from, from an, uh, from an employee standpoint. So um, I would look at that and, you know, from a real estate investing standpoint, you know, maybe review the management company fees, look, you know, and and some of the subs and the different, you um, you know different companies that, that you're utilizing to make sure you're getting the best deal, maybe renegotiate some of those. Here's an interesting one in terms of 80-20 expenses. How about buying out a partner if you have a business? You know, maybe this is an opportunity that, hey, your your partner has been around for a little while and 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 maybe that partner wants to move on to greener pastures, maybe they're a little older. You know, we see a lot of that and and they don't want to really kind of knuckle down through the recession. Maybe this is an opportunity to to review something like that. So I would say the first big thing is really just dig into the expenses. I mean, I think the second thing is to shore up the balance sheet. You know, look at your debt. You know, obviously the conventional wisdom is to pay off any any really high interest debt. But I would also say right now I'd be careful doing that because cash is going to be king. It's always king in a recessionary period. So what I might consider more would be you know, if you have you know business debt, and I'm really specifically talking about business debt, but it applies to personal as well. You know, can you extend the terms? You know, can you get, can you renegotiate those? Can you consolidate some things? Um, you know, a lot of a lot of business debts are on short terms, and and there are ways to to push that out just to improve cash flow. And, and maybe there's something on your balance sheet. There's something an asset you have that you don't need anymore. You're not using a piece of equipment or um, or for that matter, a piece of real estate that it's not performing the way you want it to. Maybe you sell. Um, and look to you know, get that off your balance sheet and, and again, preserve cash, um, which brings me really to my third point, and that is is really cash. You know, Warren Buffett said, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. So, you know, we're kind of at a time right now where I, I think there's there's great opportunity. Um, but again, those that have cash are, are the ones that are, you know, going to be able to take care, you know, you know, jump on the opportunities when they present themselves. You know, there are ways to do that, you know, um, maybe secure a line of credit. Um, one of the things that I love to do if you're a business is to really dial in your accounts receivable. I see this all the time and I've had this with some of my, my companies in the past where we were kind of l- lackadaisical or laissez-faire about really, you know, any kind of collections. And this might have to do with, you know, renters as well, but more for entrepreneurs. Um, we got aggressive and, in, and in, um, asking for deposits up front um, following up, just basically we hired, we hired a gal at one point just to get on the phone and remind customers about two weeks before their bills were due that they were coming due to pay. And, uh, and that really helped, believe it or not. So it shortened the cash cycle for us. So we had more in the bank, um, there are ways to to um, there's there's a concept called factoring where you can you can essentially turn your invoices into um, money up front. That's an option for some people, but not all. But again, with those with the cash, those opportunities be looking for that now during the recession. Again, while other people are fearful, again business acquisitions can you expand your business um can you in, in real estate or some people getting you know getting knock need and they're like oh, I'm not sure I want to hold on to this property you know now's the opportunity to be uh to be looking for those um maybe it's a good time to buy your building if you you know if you if you have a practice uh, a business of some type um maybe you're a successful dentist we we have one right now is building a building in in um in Austin Texas and um he's a real estate investor and he decided he wanted to add his own uh, building for his practice into that portfolio and um and so he's 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 building the building where he's going to lease out a little over well, a little under half of it and that's going to pay a significant portion of his uh of the rent he's already paying to somebody else so i would say those are the big three at this point that i that i've identified is just just really aggressively look at your expenses shore up that balance sheet and really you know start stockpiling cash and looking for opportunities
0: mm-hmm. Uh, those are some great points. You know, you you bring up check your personal expenses. One thing it just kind of reminds me of a of a quick little anecdote here is that I had uh, I got a new debit card with a new debit number because mine expired or or something, and I didn't simply just didn't renew Netflix. And uh, I have a family of four here, and it's been months now, and not a single person has mentioned that Netflix doesn't work. So, you know, <laughs> it's it's amazing like what what. Uh, What you're paying for that, frankly, is just not being used.
1: It really is. And, you know, I'm as guilty about this as anyone. And that's probably why I brought it up. You know, I periodically think about it and, you know, I I did make myself a rule many years ago that as I was going after the the bouncy ball and trying some, you know, the latest and greatest software that was going to revolutionize my life and my business and, you know, in three easy payments, they always wanted an annual contract, right? And uh, and, and they would really, in some cases, twist your arm. And, and I just would never, ever do that. And I felt like, well, if it's so good, then, you know, I don't need an annual contract. And if it's so good, then, you know, I'd be happy to pay every month. And uh, most times that served me because I found out that my my appetite, and desire to go pursue something wasn't gonna be met with the you know, the golden ticket. And and so I was able to cancel it. But even still, I'd end up paying two or three extra months and and you know, hit myself on the head and I'm like, why am I paying $160 a month? You know, which is mm-hmm. that's real money, right? For something yep. that is just worthless. So to me. It-
0: Great and then you also mentioned uh you're absolutely right i think there were more millionaires created coming out of the last recession than any time in history and it's it is going to happen again we'll probably break that record coming out of this one
1: yeah i think so i think so and you know i think the the housing market's interesting you know I, I know a lot of your listeners are real estate investors and and single family and we we focus mostly in single family up to about 30 units or so is kind of where we play and the you know, the inventory situation, I know everyone's been, you know, talking about that, and we do expect it to come up some, but you know, you have I saw a Black Knight statistic a couple of weeks ago. It was in the neighborhood. I'm paraphrasing, but about 40% of all mortgages on the books right now were less than three or three and a half percent interest rate. And you know, 45% of the homes are free and clear in the market. And so you have this this whole sector of the housing industry that those people aren't going to move, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you leave your your home and your three, three and a half percent mortgage and go buy a new home at a five or five and a half percent mortgage? and you not to mention the fact that the price on the home has gone up, you know significantly in the last two or three years. So I get to pay fifty percent or one hundred percent more for a home and pay a higher interest rate makes no sense. So those people are only going to move if they have to move. And so, so even with rates coming up and now starting to moderate, which again, in, in, the, in a recessionary period, historically, you, you'll see that interest rates have always moderated in the, in the, long, the long end of the curve. Um, so with, with inventory stabilizing and getting more into a sort of a balanced market, but not an overglut of inventory, I think it's going to present great opportunities for, uh, for those people that are staying in the game and not running with their tails tucked between their legs. I mean, I think we need to be smart and we need to be, you know, be be very cognizant about what we're walking into and make sure the deals make sense. But I think we also need to maybe turn the media off a little bit and, you know they're hyperbole on everything, right? Everything is a crisis, crisis mm-hmm. du jour, and and the housing market is just great for crisis and recession is just great for crisis because if it bleeds, it leads, and um, that's how we sell tickets. And so um, I think if you're serious about your future as an entrepreneur or an investor, I think you need to you need to turn that off. There was a period in my life, I'll tell you, my wife and I were young and we had been in business not long. We literally took our TV out to the dumpster. That's when you used to have the TVs that were, you know, with a with a tube in them and they were kind of mm-hmm. heavy. <laughs> now, granted, it was a small TV. We didn't have a lot of money back there in the early days. But still, we took it out and literally threw it in the dumpster. And we're like, we don't have time for this in our life. And uh, it was probably the best decision. In fact, I think about it today and I think maybe I should do the same thing. Maybe I should uh, take my TV out of the house, a couple of TVs and, and get rid of them. But, um, but yeah, I think I think it's going to be a great time, an, an opportunity for those people that are looking for
0: it. Sure. So as you're preparing for this, how is your underwriting and things changing? Have they at all?
1: Yeah, they have. They have. Um, you know, we see, you know, we're being defensive too. And so in the past, where on the loan to value side, we would go a little higher um, on, we'll just take single family investments, for instance, we would go all the way to 85%. Um, we've trimmed that back to 80 in most cases, um, but we'll still a good cash out out to 75%. In, in many cases, um, you know, we're being a little cognizant, like for instance, in terms of concentrations and things, um, one of our clients is a builder and they build about six to eight homes a month. And, um, they just recently came in and they, they, they wanted to build in a few, a few homes in an area that that we felt like they're getting a little heavily concentrated in, and so we're we're having some conversation with them. We may cut back a little bit on the on the loan to value, but again, I think a lot of that is a bit of a knee jerk. People are kind of in the wings, waiting to see what's going to happen. You know, in mm-hmm. a sense that um, rates went all the way up and peaked into into June with the inflation fears. And we're still going to see inflation numbers for the next couple of months because we're looking at a 12-month moving average. And when you look at the 12 months ago, the numbers were low, the reported numbers were low. And so the difference today is going to show high. When we start getting into September, October, the numbers from September, October a year ago were higher. And so that the delta is going to look smaller and it's going to look like those numbers are coming down. So. Plus, you're seeing other signs like the big, the WalMarts uh, and Target recently came out and said they're carrying a lot of inventory, so um, they're going to be cutting prices. So, so I think the knee jerk, particularly in the investor market, was, hey, we're going to cut back on loan to values. We're gonna we're gonna um, be careful on you know how much concentration any one particular borrower has, and we're going to look a little bit more at their experience, and we're going to raise the rates. Cause it's a reflective of, of uh, risk. I think you're going to see that start to moderate once they see where the world goes in the fall. If, if, if we don't go through another great, great recession of 08, which I seriously don't think we're going to do, then I think you're going to see that moderate and they're going to get more aggressive and, and and that sort of thing.
0: Sure. Well, just a reminder, everybody head over to VPC.capital slash podcast dash REI. And I'll, like I said, I'll make sure to have that link in the show notes but um, well, Paul, I you know I, I warned us that we're probably going to chew up through our time pretty quickly here, but I do have a few uh, rapid fire questions for you if you're game.
1: Hey, let's let's play. Is there is there a is there a a, a reward here if I get them right?
0: <laughs> There's no wrong answer. Let's <laughs> okay, so. Well, you know, you I mentioned you're on a real estate investing podcast. So, what real estate investing myth would you like to bust here today?
1: That you have to you have to repair the toilet yourself at eight o'clock on a Sunday night when the Super Bowl is just getting ready to take you know start yeah. kickoff. Right. Um, that's the way I used to think. And funny enough, my my father, who I love dearly, had a terrible experience in real estate investing when he was younger, and that clouded my my judgment for many many years he went into a multiplex and uh and it was it was in a bad area it was just a bad decision and he will acknowledge that and it was just kind of funny but from all my life i was taught that's what you have to do because that was the experience that he had and uh it's just not true and to prove it my brother uh went out and he has a whole portfolio of of uh 17 or 18 single families now and and uh yeah you just
0: don't have to do that yeah and it did happen to me once, but that's a it's a story for another time. So you you're un, you're not able to say rich dad poor dad. But what book would you recommend everybody check out? Or what are you reading right now?
1: Wow, um, I'm re- I'm reading a book right now called um, "The End of the World Is Just the Beginning," and uh, it's it's actually very interesting. It's a little nerdy, but it it's talks about how. Globalization has essentially ended, and how we as the United States and North America are actually in a very strong position going forward as things change. Um, where we went in the in the 80s and 90s into this whole globalization and supply chain, we, we saw with COVID how the the pandemic disrupted all the supply chains, but how we're blessed here in the United States with with all of our natural borders and inland waterways and and technology and people and, and farmland and all kinds of blessings that most people in the world don't have under one sort of one geographic uh, border. And um, it's a fascinating book. Um, fascinating. I, I don't recall the author's name off the top, but uh, it's a, it's a great, it just literally came out two or three weeks ago.
0: Sure. Okay. Yeah. It, based on that title, it was either going to be a business book or some dystopian sci-fi. <laughs> so what is the best piece of business advice you ever received? Best piece of business
1: advice? Um, get, get a coach or a mentor. The best laid plans go awry and we all get emotionally wrapped into what we do and we get busy working in our business and we lose the forest for the trees. And by having a coach or a mentor or somebody who not only knows us and our tendencies, but uh, knows the landscape, and they don't even have to be necessarily an expert in that particular business, but but someone who can really hold you accountable to those goals and dreams and targets that you that you lay out, um, and really to kicking the butt when you get off track and, and 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 stay straight. I mean, if Tiger Woods can have a golf swing coach, I think I can have a coach in business.
0: Sure. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever received?
1: The worst piece of business advice. Hmm. Uh, let's see. That is a good question.
0: And if you don't, I don't have know. one, that's yeah, fine. I don't nothing comes to mind there. I'm sure it will when we hang up. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's perfectly okay. So yeah. um this was a great conversation, Paul. I really appreciate it. One more time, VPC.capital slash podcast dash R E I. Like I said, I'll have that link in the show notes, but is there a question or concept you wished we would have covered here today, Paul?
1: No, I think I think Jack really the I really appreciate you having me on. I, I, this has been a lot of fun. I, I think you know for me it all comes down to the why. Um, you know why do we do what we do? And as as real estate investors, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, you know we we have a goal, a dream, and a mission. And you know I just feel like when when the entrepreneur builds a successful business, not only do they win. But their family win, the communities win, and, and ultimately, you know, their employees win, the, we, we, the nation wins. You know, the entrepreneurs is the, really is the backbone of this country. And, you know, we're in a fight, whether we realize it or not, with, you know, everything big. I call it, we fight big, right? We fight big government, big tech, big Big banks, in a lot of cases, really aren't your friend. Uh, big media, big business. I mean, we found out it was glaringly in our face in the last couple of years, but they all want to consolidate the power of, of the individual up into the masses. And it's a lot easier to control. They're not in this for uh, for you and I, for entrepreneurs. They really aren't in it for our success. They want us to fly sort of in formation you know, the way that they dictate. And and I think that, and, and that's the other reason I'm just so impassioned by, you know, wanting to help entrepreneurs, because we, we have a lot of commonality. We're going to come in all races, religions, backgrounds. I always laugh about, you know, everyone's a racist and everyone's this and that. It's like, it's like no, we're really, we're more, we're the human race. We're more alike than we are apart. And, and, and if you're in business and entrepreneurship, then you know it, you're, you're, you're really living, right? You've got highs and lows and it's a fight every day. And so I think that's it. I think just to say, Hey, I just encourage all your listeners that you can do it, whatever you're doing, you know, stick, stay the course and, um, and it will be worth it.
0: Well, I appreciate that, Paul. And, and, uh, I hope we can chat again sometime. This was a great conversation.
1: Yeah. Jack it has been great. I hope so too. If you learned at
0: least one actionable step to incorporate into your real estate investing,